1: slash radio huh uh, i hope everybody's doing well thank you for joining us again uh, Quarter Pocket and mikey bones here you are back this may the f- what are you doing here hey who the fuck <laughs> let her here dude Quarter Pocket? To say you no we get-
2: may is omnipresent so i've been here the whole time uh,
0: why is she back
1: though where the fuck she come from
2: you can't get rid of me
1: fuck Warnpock,
2: did
0: you let her in? <laughs> I, I believe you actually no, let her in. No, I don't want No. God damn it, I guess Dismay's with with us this week. Dismay is going to be with y'all this week, with all of us. Mm. The second week in a row.
2: I'm not happy I'm not about it. don't like that. What, Bones?
1: Fuck. But, uh, let's turn the negative into a positive. Thank you for coming back, everybody. Refresh off of our Dismay interview last week, which... Despite her presence, it was actually a very good interview. We had a lot of fun doing it. So, we're glad you're back this week. Dismay is back with us. The owl is not. So, no owl.
0: You want to do your sound? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting well, for it. I was waiting, and you didn't. Dismay, what you do you think about, about
1: my owl effect?
2: It's terrible. It just does everything else that you do.
1: <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. Do you even know what it means? Like, do you get the visual?
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's terrible. That was still terrible. So, See, try harder, maybe?
0: I don't like a lot of the things that Mikey Bones does, but that is one of the things I do like, yeah. unfortunately. A fucking hater. kind of hurt. Oh, this is gonna feel good.
1: This is gonna feel good. <clears throat> don't be a hater. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I get to use dismay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, shout outs I guess. We have um, the giveaway. Uh, it's this week. It is over, this is it. This is it, this is it. The meat and the potatoes. But uh, we had a delay. The giveaway we explained last week, due to technical issues. But, but Jason Impala is here with us this week. And as we promised, he's going to talk to us about the Friday the 13th game, his time at Pop Cap. all that Jones. That Jones, that Jones. That Jones, that Jones, that Jones. (laughs) But before that, before we get to all that, we got to do the shootouts.
0: Let's hit them shootouts. I would like to shout out... I, I, I can't list all the names, but literally everyone that's been following us over the past few weeks, especially over the last couple of days since our last episode's been out. At the time of recording, we are at three away from 700 followers. We were at 697. 700 is a nice round number, and I know we're going to hit that before this episode airs. I want to get to 1,500.
1: You personally, Mikey Bone? No, the the main page. I want the main page to yeah. get to 1,500 by. What's today? We're recording on the 9th. Uh, you know what? My favorite number, 23, actually, my anniversary with my girlfriend, also, by the way. Um, Woo! God help her. <laughs> fuck God. you. Uh, by the 23rd of this month.
0: I know we can do it. By the it. 23rd, we're going to do Quit it. Quit fucking around. My birthday's in between there. What? If, if y'all don't hey. follow slash radio for my birthday, <laughs> it's, it's, that's all I want. Excuse
1: me, Corner Pocket?
0: Yes. Did you say between? Yeah, in between, in between from now, in between now and that, and the day that you picked, my my birthday is in that. In betweenst, between betweenst.
1: betweenst? I, I, I... Damn. Hey, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Excuse me. I swear I get a, I get a, I get a reaction out of my sound effects. Uh, Shutter. You get 33 days Twitter. on Shutter by using the Slasher Pod promo code. So go check that out if you haven't already. I don't know why you wouldn't have Shudder, but if you don't, boys are hooking you up. Who wrote Horror.com, 12 com, and HorrorMoviesAndStuff.com. There we go.
0: I always, I'm always, i always waiting Dude, for you to get it. it. It's fucking every week, but HorrorMoviesAndStuff.com. It's right. They're always the ones. It so. comes up right on. Oh, you got the sound effects on
1: point oh, today. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm fucking bringing it. I am fucking bringing it. I don't like it. This ain't the Rookie League no more.
0: There's some times where uh, you don't hear sound effects for a while, and I love when we don't hear sound effects.
1: <laughs> I love it. What oh, a pocket, you fuck. Anyway. Uh, oh,
3: my God.
1: <laughs> you can also uh, go cop uh, Blood Rain Magazine. You can go to Smashwords.com, Amazon.com. Uh, came out April 13th. They got a lot of good shit in there. Uh, they used to be around. They started back up. It's better than some other magazines that recently started back up, but we're not going to talk about that. So... But, yeah, anything you guys want to shout-out?
2: Yeah, just my uh, partner in crime, Cardiac, for being with me on the show Ooh. last
1: week. Yeah. Yeah, shout-out to Cardiac. Cardiacmusic.com, right? Cardiac with a K? Yes. There you go, Cardiac baby.
0: with a K. All right. Unfortunately... We're at this this episode of coming up today. I am not in the interview, sadly.
1: Oh, quarter pocket.
0: Sorry. Quarter pocket. Sorry, I have life, uh, life. gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, I really can't skip my class during finals week unless you want to uh, take it for me or you know, write my final paper for I'll me. I'll do that.
1: What's about and fail. Uh,
0: and fail? I don't. I rather not fail. Uh, What's your paper on? One of my last classes here. Let's talk
1: about it. What's your paper on? It was a thirty-page screenplay. You want to do it? Is there any guidelines? The thirty-page screenplay? Yeah. Like, does it have to be a certain thing? Like, you could write I about mean, anything It has you to want. be. Gra-
0: it has to be grammatically correct. Yeah, yeah. It has to fit the screenwriting conventions, obviously.
2: I just have to add that I've seen Bones's notes for this week's <laughs> episode, so I would not trust him to write any I've, kind I've of paper, watched paper of Bones any kind.
0: Right anything and i don't even know how he types his things on the computer all day tell me the, but tell me it comes out money one finger at a time admit it comes out money i mean yeah. I, I already wasn't on the interview i don't have a time machine here i don't know what you're trying to get me to do i wish i could They've have always me. come out money though yeah i mean unfortunately yeah that's right boy knows what he's doing all right so that's that Without further ado, oh, let's uh, since Mister F- uh, Mikey Bones over here set this thing up,
1: would you want to introduce this uh, week's episode? Um, sure. We have <coughs> holy shit. We have uh, wow, it- Jason Kapalka. He's with us from Blue Wizard Digital. He is the former co-founder of PopCap Games. Remember that thing bought by EA for like almost a billion dollars? Oh yeah, yeah. He-, he started that Jones, and now he started his nice. own thing. Um, he was the co-founder, rather, of uh, PopCap, and now he is the founder of Blue Wizard Digital. They have a bunch of games. Um, p- go play Shell Shockers, please. I mean, I-, I haven't had so much fun in a while, but um, <clears throat> mainly what he's talking about is Friday the 13th uh, Puzzle Game, so uh, we're going to give you over to that, and on the other side, we'll do we'll announce the giveaway winners, and hopefully dismay won't be here, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. Uh, we did have to push this back a week, uh, unfortunately, and we were super excited, and we're really super excited now because, as we promised, we have um, Jason Kapalka here with us from Blue Wizard Digital, and uh, we mentioned the Friday the 13th game, but there's so much more to talk about, and uh, Jason, we are so glad you're here. How are you doing, sir?
3: Hi, great. Uh, pleased to pleased to be here. Great and.
1: Uh, also, with with me here today, replacing corner pocket, is uh, dismay. Everybody remembers dismay.
2: Yes, they remember me from last week.
1: Perfect, Jason. We um we kind of were talking before we we hit play here about um, PopCap games. You were the co-founder. Yep. And um, you guys, obviously, everybody knows Bejeweled, Plants vs Zombies that I probably beat about 50 times, and uh, Zumba, which was my childhood like. Everyone looked at me weird for playing a game because I was just all over it. Yeah, so definitely a, a little bit of a different turn.
3: yeah it's, it's uh, yeah, I'd say so. yeah um, I, I was at Popcap of course from the beginning in about uh, 2000 until uh, around 2014. so I'd been there for quite a long time. Um, and then when I left, I kind of you know, found myself you know, back to doing indie games, which is kind of where Popcap started. And uh, but if you know I had some freedom to do stuff that you know maybe we couldn't have got away with at PopCap and I kind of I think we kind of went pretty heavily in that opposite direction you know and that uh, I got to start trying things that we definitely wouldn't have done at PopCap you know like slash slasher movie based puzzle games and so on
2: right and what what got you started in horror in the first place.
3: Well, again, this is going way, way back, but it's it's actually it's interesting because it does tie into Friday the Thirteenth, oddly enough. In that, and and actually, this was sort of the part of the pitch that we made to Sean Cunningham when we were, you know, talking about uh, doing this game, which was way back when I was, I think, about ten, and the first Friday the Thirteenth movie had come out. Uh, I was actually at a summer camp. And now the thing is, is, is all the kids there we were aware of Friday the 13th, but certainly nobody was 10, was being let into the theater uh, to see it. Yeah. So we'd seen some, you know, ads on TV, but, you know, this being pre-internet, there's really no way to find out anything else about the, the movie. So, right. uh, But I had made up some stuff and I told these other kids that I'd snuck into the theater and seen the film and, you know, wow, it was super scary and all the stuff and then they sort of prevailed on me and said, well okay then you better you had to tell like a you know a campfire story you know and tell everybody you know what happened in the movie and stuff like that tonight and i was like uh, okay i guess so but of course you know i hadn't seen the film i had no idea <laughs> so i got up there in front of this whole you know uh, group of kids and i just started making stuff up and it was one of those weird moments where somehow it just kind of everything kind of worked out and i made up a bunch of stuff and and then yeah, at the end, you know that wind howled, and someone turned on a flashlight, and there's an axe stuck into a tree stump, and you know kids started screaming and running <laughs> around everywhere, and uh, I was like, "Wow, that was pretty amazing, you know, experience." And that kind of, to be honest, yeah, that was kind of the inspiration for me for wanting to get into, you know, uh, both horror and and writing and storytelling and stuff like that.
1: There's something about that chill you get, you know, when you get on a roll with a story and, you know, you get that reaction. It's like, I would imagine that's something that's kind of, you know, you chase after after a while. There's got to be some type of a, a high there.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was amazing. All these little, little kids running around screaming Um <laughs> and, and crying and <laughs> going to their parents and... uh yeah, no, that, it was it was, it was was pretty interesting. I and, mean, of course, I, didn't, I don't even remember what the story I told was. It, it certainly had nothing in common with the actual, you know, movie. So it was years before I actually saw the film. Um, but but I still – I feel I owed a debt. And so that was kind of uh, – yeah, that, yeah. so that was, that was kind of a, a full circle thing when we had the opportunity to do the Friday the 13th game. I thought it was really kind of – you know, it, it was nice to be able to come around to that again.
1: For sure. And uh, I had noticed that in 2011 – PopCap opened up uh, a fourth in Battery, which was kind of rumored to be a division for edgier games. And I, I know that's when you were still with the company. Yeah. Was that kind of what you were trying to do then?
3: Uh, it was, yeah. It wasn't just me. There were a couple of other people who had the same idea of wanting to try something where we could you know, push the limits a bit of, of what <clears throat> we could get away with. It was fairly short-lived. It didn't. I think we. I think we only released one or two games there. There was one game called um, Unpleasant Horse, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty. Which was actually pretty gruesome. It was a. It was about an evil uh, unicorn, and you bounced around knocking other unicorns into various buzzsaws <laughs> and things like that. So, it, yeah, I don't think it was exactly a big hit, but it was kind of. <laughs> it was kind of fun to do.
1: I love the horror genre. It's the only place right. you could do some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, yeah, no, I've, I've certainly been a big fan of, you know, horror since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, it just hasn't been something I've been able to really <clears throat> do much with professionally. Although I guess stuff like Plants for zombies, it was, it was kind of parallel to that. So yeah, there's there are things of that nature. But with with PVZ, we we are you know we were very very aggressive in making it as as cute as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, although at the time in two thousand and seven, uh, zombies were still kind of considered a bit. A bit gross, you know. They were not. They were not sort of seen outside of R-rated films. So it was still considered a bit risky to be putting zombies into, you know, a family video game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: for sure. And then you guys threw like bunny outfits on it, or the bear. I forget the one with the the windy box. You, you guys, that it was. I definitely get your feel. It had that tint to it, but you know, at the same time, you know, the the company went in the direction of kind of fluffening up zombies, which makes sense for what the the goal was.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, we knew very well that it would have to be, they would have to be the cutest, friendliest zombies anyone had ever seen. Um, and yeah, and that worked out. And I think nowadays it's not, that's not, that's hardly uncommon. Zombies have, uh, zombies have kind of hit this point of Count Chocula, you know, when when they've, this, this monster that used to be really scary has now been so, so heavily exposed that, you know, it's basically a breakfast cereal. It's not... You know, it's <laughs> It can, it, and to be honest, you know, a, a lot of these, you know, things like aliens, uh, xenomorphs from the aliens shows, and even to some extent, you know, Jason Voorhees and and the characters like that are, are now also, yeah, you know, they are that familiar that they are kind of they can be seen as cute, whereas you know, Friday the Thirteenth back in the 80s was, you know, is the poster child for you know the moral majority, you know, censors who wanted to, you know, <clears throat> ban it from cinemas and stuff like that.
2: So, what made you get into games in the first place? I, I know you um, eventually got to war related games, but games in general. What made you want to start that? Um, I,
3: well, I don't know. I'd always been interested in video games, and, you know, as with many kids. And um, I guess it was somewhat indirect. I was uh, I was doing I was writing stuff here and there and during university, uh, some journalism and so on. And one of the jobs I got was writing computer game reviews for a magazine in San Francisco. Um, And so that kind of was my first professional step with that. And from that magazine, I went to join a a dot-com startup in 1995. They kind of called me up and asked if I wanted to go down there. And I was like, well, okay. I'm not sure what the internet is, but (laughs) interesting. Um, And indeed, yeah, it was in 1995, really, I don't know. I think I might have gotten an email address like a few weeks before that. Nobody really knew. The world wide Web didn't really exist it was all basically the internet was things like AOL all right um, and copy uh, so that was kind of a weird scenario yeah so, so basically went down and joined this internet game company from 95 through 2000 so the whole kind of the first boom bust you know internet cycle so we saw the you all know, the crazy you know uh, schemes flowed in and then which uh, flowed out again you know a few years later
1: and that kind of kind of leads up to Blue Wizard Digital. Fast-forwarding now to to what you got going on now, and you're the founder of this company. And you guys have a, a bunch of games like Space Tyrant, um, Clash of Coasters, uh, sh- oh, Shell Shockers. Oh my god!
3: Oh, uh, you play that?
1: Uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> that game is addicting. That's a strange one. We we all, I mean, part of what we're doing with Blue Wizard is kind of we're all over the map. In that we're trying all sorts of different genres and platforms and so forth. And so Shell Shockers was, you know, well, it's a web game, um, which I kind of wanted to try just partially because it's kind of like the least glamorous, least sexy, you know, platform for games these days. Like nobody thinks it's cool to work on on web games anymore. Uh, But yeah, yeah. So we we thought we'd try that out and see if we could make it work. And uh, yeah, it's it's, it's fairly popular, though. It's it's interesting. It, It is popular with a very well defined demographic. And that demographic is thirteen-year-old kids in school playing, <laughs> playing during school. So we know that there's an awful lot of uh, there's an awful lot of classrooms where the kids are not doing their homework. Oh, <laughs> well, that includes bones too. So.
1: Y- yeah, I was going to say also twenty-nine-year-old <laughs> men at work.
3: Oh no, I, I, I mean I, I I do find it appealing. It's there's something, you know I, I can't I can uh, we can hardly claim that is, which is at, at shellshock.io, if anyone's let's check it out okay. uh it, it's hardly the world's most advanced you know shooter but it's this sort of thing where, you know, i'll be sitting there and it's kind of like, you know i got a few minutes to spare and it's like okay i could what well i could go turn on the console i could you know boot up steam and launch call of duty or battlefield or something like that but it's like you know, i don't have that it, it's kind of a commitment you know I gotta, yeah. I gotta spend five five or ten minutes just getting organized and getting into the game mm-hmm. and all this stuff whereas i can just you know, switch to a different browser window and be playing that in three seconds.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I feel you. Because I'm in that, I sit there and go, ah, I want to play this. Ah, I got to get up. I got to do this. I got to do that. There's an update. Like, it, it's, yeah. I don't want to deal with it All sometimes. Right.
3: Yeah, so I think there's, it's, it's strange. I mean, it's just, it's just a very low commitment kind of thing. So it's a kind of game you can just jump into and play for five minutes, uh, which, yeah, it has, a, it has a place, I think. It's, you know, I, I don't claim we'll be. You know uh, you know better than call of duty or whatever but uh, you know people don't always have the time for that and then and I guess that's that part of it too is that uh, some of those you know, those games they've, they've crusted on so much extra stuff that you've got you know it's not this bad but you sometimes it's like man you've got like levels and perks and this and that and all this crazy stuff and you know it, it
1: collecting stuff
3: yeah and it it does kind of you know take away some of the simplicity you know from from those genres that started as you know, jump in, run around, shoot guys, you know, the end. Pop eggs. Uh, well, and another aspect, we kind of had a suspicion that the crowd was going to be <clears throat> younger, and so um, doing it with eggs kind of avoided some of the trouble you have if you have a game with 13-year-old players with, you know, you know firearms shooting each other. It gets, uh yeah, there's definitely some sensitivity to that these days. So by making them eggs, you know, kind of, it's kind of absurd enough that it kind of diffuses the fact that, you know, That's that you're clever. Yeah.
1: Your, your mother won't yell at you for playing it. Right. Uh,
3: less so, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do know it's a, yeah, I think even Fortnite kind of gets that kind of, gets, you know, it's pretty cartoony, but it's still, you know, human, recognizably human people run around shooting each other with things that are recognizably rifles. And I can kind of see why, uh, yeah, I can kind of get why teachers and, and parents are going to be a little bit sensitive to that sort of thing right now.
1: Yeah, and as a parent, by the way, my daughter just downloaded Fortnite last night, and she was playing it, and I'm like, i seen pictures, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's adorable. And then watching her play some of the stuff these kids were doing, I was like, oh my god. I don't know how I Uh, feel about this.
3: uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Any online shooter gets a bit raunchy Mm -hmm. in terms of their... mm, Yeah, yeah. Again, even, well... In Shellshock, there is chat, but you have to kind of go out of your way to turn it on. Uh, so we didn't... Yeah, it's just... There's no point... In, yeah, it's 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 a losing game to try and, you know, uh, police that sort of chat. It's just always going to get... It's always going to get kind of kind of gruesome. Um, anyway, yeah, so for for games, for Blue Wizard, yeah, we started just doing a lot of weird experimental stuff in, in different kinds of genres and platforms. Um, yeah, you know, and some stuff has worked out and some stuff less so, but it's definitely... Definitely been a lot of fun to try stuff that is uh, kind of out of the box,
2: right? And I noticed on the game, um, the Friday the Thirteenth Killer puzzle, that there's a lot of different types of Jasons that you can unlock. So um, I'm just yeah. wondering what were the inspiration be- behind each one of those because they are very different, which you know makes the game more exciting because you can you know unlock this new different um, being.
3: Uh, well, I, we you know well we had to get them all approved by by you know, Sean Cunningham and. Is a group there, so we were a little bit nervous about how.
1: No, I'm I'm just I said, Wow, I'm sorry, I'm shocked. Yeah, you guys really Um, have to go through every one of them. That's amazing how protective they are of it, and rightfully so.
3: Yeah, we, we were actually not too bad. It could have been a lot worse in our case because we weren't, uh, we weren't directly using material, uh, you know, like from the movies because our guys were so cartoony, we didn't have to go through. You know, an extremely you know high level of scrutiny from you know all the different movie outfits like New Line that also have rights with Friday the Thirteenth. So mm-hmm. it was it was relatively streamlined and um, and yeah and, and yeah. We, when we first pitched it, we were kind of worried that you know that uh, Sean would take a you know would not like the approach we took, which was obviously a lot more cartoony than than Jason is usually portrayed as. And then on top of that, we were adding these other. Kind of crazier variants of Jason, things like you know him in a you know a maximum security prison outfit, him in a ski resort in a parka, and then eventually you know him time traveling to you know Victorian London and uh, you know to the Jurassic era and so forth. So uh, we thought they might not like it, but as it turned out, uh, no, he, he thought it was pretty funny and he yeah he didn't have any objections to any of that stuff. So uh, yeah, we we kind of figured we couldn't you know that other Friday the Thirteenth game, the one for consoles. Uh, they kind of they took the road of being you know extremely extremely accurate to the films, you know, photorealistic. You know, if you look at their their depictions of the Jasons from the different films, they I think they're probably more accurate than uh, than anybody at the movie companies would be able to to do it anymore. They were they were extremely you know dedicated about that, and there's just no way we were going to be able to outdo that on a you know, on a little mobile device screen. So <clears throat> we knew we had to take a very different approach and uh, just be a little bit more kind of wild and do stuff with, with Jason that, you know, hadn't been done, but we'd like to think, you know, would be kind of fun if you did it. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it, like you said, the, the key word there is just fun. Like, I, I love the, the different route because, yeah, you can watch a front the 13th movie or play one of the, you know, actual, like the console game where it's, you know, everything's <laughs> scaled to life. And you can get that, but you know this thing is like a, a Jason we've never seen before, where he's like almost playful, but at the same right. time slaughtering people.
3: <laughs> yeah, we did have uh, I did talk to Derek uh, Mears, who, <clears throat> who played Jason in the in the last film, the two thousand and nine remake. Um, just kind of as a Jason consultant, and uh, the one big thing he said, was, well, there are two things he he said that were important about about playing Jason, which was that uh, one was that uh, you, you couldn't really make fun of him. And that—that's why for that film, they never did any blooper reels or you know behind-the-scenes photos of mm-hmm. you know him goofing around or anything like that. Because you know he's as a character, you 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 didn't want to make fun of him. You had to always take him seriously and as a badass and kind of scary. You know, even if other stuff in the film was silly or he made fun of other characters, he always had to be uh, you know basically a badass. Sort of like Darth Vader. You know, you can have Darth Vader in you know, in Lego form or whatever like that, but he still has to be Darth Vader, you know? He still has to be cool. Um, so, yeah, so we, so we knew that even if we we're doing a cartoon version of Jason, he still had to be, you know, he still had to be kind of this, you know, remorseless killer.
2: And speaking of, um, who are the graphic artists that were involved with the making of the game and music, if, if you want to tie that in as well?
3: Um. Well, that's it. it was Yeah, it was mostly, our well, pretty much our team, which was a fairly small one. Um. I think Dan Lamb did most of the, uh, Jason Models, uh, and uh, we had a couple other people involved with some of the the victims, uh, and, uh, we had Jesse Yards did the victims. Music was Nate, uh, mostly Nate Schmold, who's kind of did one of the co-designers and producers of the game. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a heavy metal song from an Edmonton band called Striker that we have in there. Um, Let's see, uh, I think, is that most of the, yeah, it was a pretty small team, you know, four or five people.
1: Impressive. Because it, the, the music for sure, is, uh, as May had mentioned, it, it just, everything felt like Jason. You know, like, it's, it's really impressive how you guys, like you said, with a small team and, you know, limited to pretty much the size of a cell phone, were able to get so much of that authentic feel in there.
3: Yeah, we we definitely we didn't do the original music. Uh, <clears throat> it was just sort of too well. It would have been. It was it was one of those licensing challenges. It, mm-hmm. it would have got that would it gets complicated because you have to go through a whole bunch of different people. Um, and yeah, and and we also had issues because our game was so short. Mm-hmm. You you really would have taken a lot of work to do that. So we kind of had to, had to compose music that was kind of in the spirit of you know Friday the Thirteenth and. And to be honest, I mean, the movies had a bunch of different approaches to the music. Mm-hmm. You know, they, had, they started off with Harry Manfredini's scores, which were, you know, very kind of classic, you know, uh, instrument heavy strings and so forth. But by later in the series, they had started to incorporate more stuff like, you know, kind of mildly cheesy 80s synthesizers, uh, rock songs and all that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think you guys nailed it because, like, like I said, it felt like it, you know. And yeah, there's there's a lot of hoops to go through, which is what brings me to another question: How did you guys go about getting the the okay to do this? And because, like I said, the the they've been so protective of this character that it's you know it, it's very limited where they'll say, okay, you guys can do it and trust you and kind of. I, I don't know how'd you guys go about getting that.
3: Well, actually, they they had approached us. Um, after Slay Away Camp. So one of our earlier games was Slay Away Camp, which was, you know, it was a it was it was clearly a Friday the thirteenth influence. It was you know, it was kind of a a similar game but with sort of generic horror characters. Um and they'd they'd seen that and then the console game had come out and was doing well. And I think they were they suddenly realized that, wow, well, you know, there's an audience out there for Friday the thirteenth video games again. Mm-hmm. Um and the console game Although, you know, everyone liked it. It was definitely not the sort of thing you could do on a mobile phone. No. So they, yeah, so I guess someone saw Slayway Camp, and they kind of approached us to see if we thought that, you know, a Friday the 13th kind of variant might be possible. And, you know, I haven't normally done licensed games before, but, uh, again, as I mentioned, you know, the Friday the 13th is, uh, you know, that's it was kind of a different, it, it was a bit different. You know, It's there's some licensed games that seem, you know, kind of lame, uh, or just something you do. You know, there's lots of companies that will do bad license games, you know, just to kind of put food on the table. Uh, but this was this was one where I was like, yeah, you know, this, this that license and this kind of game could be something kind of really cool. So we, uh, yeah, and that's kind of how we kind of got into discussions about it, and yeah, I mean, there's always a certain number of legal hoops to jump through, but, uh, but yeah, but it wasn't too bad in this case, so yeah, we, we went ahead and yeah, surprisingly, got all the stuff that we wanted approved through much more easily than I, than I would have thought.
2: And it seems like um, it would be easy to keep it going and keep it interesting as far as add-ons and everything go. Do you have plans um, to add for more add-ons in the future? And-
3: we do have a lot of plans to do stuff. We still there are there definitely are kind of things we have to be careful of with uh, legal you know, rights for that, and that we have to we do have to clear stuff and make sure that we have the the appropriate. Uh, rights to do things we can't just kind of willy-nilly <clears throat> add whatever we like but certainly if we have the uh, yeah if, if if it continues to be be popular and we get the you know the license you know to go forward we we have a lot of ideas for what stuff we'd like to do there's certainly a lot of requests for different uh, different JSONs that didn't make it into the first pass and uh, uh, yeah new new episodes and and uh, yeah we've got no shortage of ideas
1: and that, that's the thing about the, these faster paced games where it's just so, there's so much content you can add where you don't have to change much, but it's, you know, something to achieve in the game.
3: Yeah, no, there's, there's, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it can be tough because everyone wants more stuff all the time. So y- there's going to be some people who will go through your levels much faster than others. And so you can never create enough stuff to make everyone happy because there'll be some guys who you know, jump on. And you know, play for five hours to go through whatever you put in, and and then ask for more. Um, but yeah, but we definitely were thinking about doing more levels and more at some point, more modes. Like we got a couple different uh, modes in the game, or kind of like these sort of mini games. We had a lot of ideas for funny stuff that we could do there. Uh, some of them you know, just like you know, parodies of popular mobile games, like Crossy Road. We had some idea to do something called Slashy Road, where Jason is kind of you know hopping across highways, murdering teenagers, like a homicidal version of Frogger. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but, but time time will tell. We can get away with that. Right now, we're still just, uh, just uh, working on bug fixing and um, adapting it for a couple other platforms.
1: I'm glad you mentioned other platforms because um, I do know that Slay-Away Camp is, is available on the Nintendo Switch. That is true. Is... And legally,
3: I can't say anything else about
1: it.
3: Uh... Um, <laughs> but, but I can say that... Is true that Slayway Camp is available on the Switch and on the Xbox and the PlayStation 4. That is correct. I cannot say anything besides that, but I can say that.
1: Well, as a Nintendo Switch owner, I am hopeful. I'll leave it at that. It would
3: would be nice. It would be wonderful. I would play it on the Switch.
1: For sure. And, you know, you guys being available... Well, not um, Friday the 13th, uh, the puzzle game, is available on Steam, which is amazing that an app can like you know you think apps now where they really stay on the phone and this one just kind of turned into you know like just on steam like that's counter-strike and you know that kind of level game
3: yeah i I mean that was a choice we made in that i i I like playing games on pc Mm -hmm. so i kind of wanted to see it there um and we did know that is it can be odd in that you know steam as you said is is a, a different type of gamer in many cases um but, you know, we, we thought we'd do a bit of work to put it there as well. And uh, it, w- it would also allow a few things like streamers, YouTubers, and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot easier for them to play a game you know, if it's on Steam than on mobile. So we thought it might be useful if we put it out there just to help spread the word. Um, and But, yeah, you know, it, it's turned out to be quite popular on Steam. I think there are, I don't know, se- certainly several hundred thousand you know, downloads there. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so we, I'm, I'm glad we did it. I do like I do like putting stuff on PC. And, yeah, and I was happy with the reception. It's gotten generally really good reviews on Steam. And sometimes games that are, you know, basically, that you know, people look at them as mobile ports, the, the PC crowd sometimes has a pretty dim view of that. You know, they kind of are very, uh, you know, they, they kind of are purists about the PC platform. And, you know, we'll get mad at games that look like they are. Uh, just been hastily ported over.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of PC gaming. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit older than the generation who's really playing them now, but I mean maybe that's why because I like turning on the computer and being able to sit and you know actually look at it and do something with it. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that.
2: Yeah, I mean there's still a huge market for for you know all types of games, especially people, you know that like to go back to like a vintage style of gaming and um, so it's
3: good for the nostalgia of it. Well, I think yeah, I know we were finding people who were playing it. It's uh, on, on Steam. It's it is uh, it's a you know it's simpler than some of the games you find on Steam for sure. But um, yeah, I mean it, we made sure it plays well, and it's you know, there's people who like using controllers and sitting back on their couch or whatever and playing on Steam still, and it's good for that. Um, yeah, yeah, we 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 made sure it was not a, a, a crappy port for sure, and uh, yeah. I... I I'm I'm happy to play on multiple platforms. Some games work better on one platform than another, but uh, but the Friday the Thirteenth game, uh, because the controls are so simple, it tends to work pretty well on a, on a range of different devices.
1: It sure does. It's seamless on on every single one, which is rare. You know, usually you, one is noticeably more enjoyable than the other. And but I mean, impressed.
3: Yeah, it's just yeah, sometimes you're. You, I mean, having been a pop cap, sometimes. Some games, yeah, they, you know, they, they, are joystick games or they're most games, and you can try to make them fit another mold, but it doesn't always work. Uh, Tetris, for example, you know, that was you know, a huge game, you know, back in the day on things like Game Boy and on uh, old feature phones with a little kind of a, a thumbstick, but it doesn't work that well on. It doesn't work that well with modern kind of you know, game pads, and it doesn't work that well with touchscreens.
2: Right.
3: So it's not that Tetris has become a worse game. It's just that. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't lend itself that well to those kinds of control methods. So yeah, so yeah, so sometimes you just have to kind of you, you know. And then Puncher Zombies was originally a PC game that we adapted to be a mobile game, but it was it was a quite a bit of work to adapt it to mobile because you know the screen was much smaller. And we we had to do a lot of a lot of stuff to to make sure it was enjoyable on that smaller screen. But but of course for most people that's kind of where they where they became familiar with the game.
1: That's where I became familiar. And like I said, I, I beat that game dozens of times. Like I, 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 took a whole flight playing Plants for Zombies before. I was addicted to that game. You guys took a decent amount of my money.
3: Um, <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. I uh, think.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the money. I love that game. Well, uh, I also noticed you. Guys, you do a lot of uh, guest speaking at universities, and um, is that uh, kind of your way to help push this um, this wave of gaming forward?
3: Um well I, I don't know if I do a, a huge amount. I've, I, I I pop up here and there sometimes at conferences and so on. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I I've done it occasionally. I don't feel I don't feel compelled to run around going to conferences and and stuff. Uh if I'm asked by people like at the University of Alberta for example, where I, I used to go to school, I usually feel that it's a polite to you know kind of you know go back and yeah. and do what I can to you know, help out uh, people from there, but yeah, it's tough. The, the the speaking thing and going to conferences and giving presentations, uh, it can be fun, but it's it's it takes up a lot of time. There's definitely some some developers who end up, I think, spending you know, kind of you can easily spend your all your time basically and talking and be on panels and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it can be fun. You could help spread new word about your game.
1: Yeah, I, I've just always been impressed. Uh, it's not a lot of time, like you said, you could go on teaching for forever but you know it's not a lot of times you see people who have really put trademark games and big name games out you know kind of going and lending a hand because i think that's kind of where it's going nowadays towards uh, more the apps and the quick friendly games
3: yeah I mean, mobile games and, and so on are clearly uh, yeah i mean at this point I, th- I think they're at least as big as console titles in terms of just the number of people play them and the amount of money they generate and probably growing faster, I mean, there's a lot more, there's probably more people getting, you know, into mobile games and buying cell phones than there are buying new PlayStation 4s. And so I, I would think and yeah, it's probably in a few more years, it's going to be, uh, you know, even more of a dominant thing where you can, you know, the, the mobile you know, market's just going to be you know, significantly bigger than right. things like console, which, you know, some people are, you know, some people aren't going to like. But it's the you know that that will it'll be a fact of life. You don't doesn't mean you have to play mobile games, but there will be a lot of people doing it and a lot of money, you know, going around uh, in that industry. So it'll it'll be hard to ignore. Oh yeah.
2: Speaking of more games, um, do you have future plans for Blue Wizard? Like, is there anything that you can tell us about something you may be working on or something you'd like to work on in the future?
3: Um, gosh, well, I mean, we always have some ideas. I mean, some of the stuff is is not done. You know, we're still working on. Uh, stuff for Friday the Thirteenth, and we're still working on uh, Shell Shock. Uh, there's some we have some ideas floating around in the background that uh, we aren't quite ready to announce yet. But uh, yeah, we, we're we're always working on 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 new stuff. We just kind of want to keep it uh, keep it quiet until we're we're ready to to bring it out uh, a little more uh, more visibly. I, I will say one thing: I'm, I'm I'm not sure we're gonna. Yeah, I, I definitely like doing Friday the Thirteenth and Sideways Camp. But I'm not sure we're gonna do another sliding block puzzle game right away. I've mm-hmm. been doing sliding block puzzle games for quite a while now, and I might might want to change the pace from that. I'd happily, I'd happily work on another Jason game if that came up. Uh,
1: I hope it does because you know, I it's just something about those characters that are so iconic. Where if you can play them as many things on as you can on, you know, it's just it's it's better.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. I made the Friday the 13th the game was a ton of fun to make. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the the tone we struck in which, you know, I I think it's a nice balance between, you know, being kind of playful and funny while still keeping, you know, kind of the spirit of the Friday the 13th films, you know, intact. So there's still, you know, lots of gory, violent death. We just, you know, made it cute enough that we could get away with it on cell phones.
1: For sure. and that's Like I said, I think that's the way to go nowadays. But um, we we do have a, a question that we have to ask you before we let you go. Um, other than Friday the Thirteenth, what would be your go-to horror movie if you could pick any movie?
3: Well, uh, gosh, I, I think probably my uh, my favorite, uh, probably my favorite horror film is not that surprising. Probably, uh, which would be John Carpenter's The Thing, mm-hmm. um, which is I don't know. It, it just seems it's it's so clearly you know probably you know the best horror film. Uh, it, it just seems silly to, to not admit that. Wow, but uh, but a personal favorite—not quite a guilty pleasure, but uh, I, I really like *Return of the Living Dead*, which okay. I think is kind of probably kind of the best. Uh, well, yeah, it's right up there with *Evil Dead 2* as kind of kind of best horror comedy.
1: Uh, yeah, I like I like your style. I like your style. Definitely a big fan of that, that the Evil Dead type feel and all that. Yeah, for sure.
3: So yeah, those are yeah, and I yeah, there's a lot of other ones I, I, I like quite a bit. Some of them are hard to say. Uh, you know some of the French ones like Martyrs um, is really good. It's not. It's a tough one to go back and rewatch because you know, it's quite, quite nasty. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean it's totally, you know a really a great film. Um,
1: are you fa- are you familiar with the Leprechaun series?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've seen the Leprechauns. Uh, yeah, I mean when you're getting into some of that stuff, you're definitely getting into that kind of so bad it's good territory.
1: Right.
3: Uh, okay. Which. Yeah, there's oh boy, I don't know. There's a lot of ones there. i I went through a phase of watching, kind of just pretty much the worst possible '80s era horror films, uh, all the way down to oh man, stuff like *Stuff*, *Stephanie*, in *The Incinerator*, *Woodchipper oh, yeah. <laughs> Massacre*. Um, not good, not good movies really by any any standards. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it, Leprechaun's is good in that it is it is. They're not good films, but they're definitely fun to watch.
1: There you go. Um,
2: I, I I just have to ask because he got to ask. My favorite is um, Texas Chainsaw, of course, being from Texas here. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so, what's your take on Leatherface? Are you a fan uh, of that? Yeah, and, uh,
3: I did like him. Mean, yeah, of course, I've seen the Texas Chainsaws. I mean, I think the original one is obviously, I think, the best. Of course. Um, the 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 ones that Toby Hooper did, you know, they were interesting. I don't know, they were strange. I mean, I don't think they quite rose to the level of the the original. Um, and the remake, you know it was slick, but I don't know if I really, yeah, it you know it was well made. It just didn't quite seem to have the same elemental intensity As my uh, well, it's
2: natural to like the original anyway, I think, with any movie.
3: I think there have been some remakes that were they were good. Um, but other ones where they just can't quite recapture whatever it was. Right. Um, yeah, no but the original, yeah, the original Texas Chainsaw is, is is a classic, obviously. and and Leatherface. As, a, as kind of one of these iconic killers with a mask, uh, he's, he's definitely, he's up there. He doesn't have quite, he doesn't have quite the same, I think, uh, I guess he has, I guess he's been in a lot of films, so I guess he technically isn't the same pantheon as, you know, Jason and Michael right. and Freddie and all that. For sure. Uh, yeah, he's, he's interesting because he, he's, he's sort of not the sole star, you know, he's kind of like part of this family. So. Right. He gets his, his his bits, but he's sort of you know he only has a relatively small amount of screen time, you know, compared to these other guys who are kind of the star of their films. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but certainly the sequence in the original Texas Chainsaw, <clears throat> where you know he chases uh, those that guy through the house with the the hammer and all that stuff is right. is uh, yeah, I mean those are those are classics.
1: Dismay and I have a little disagreement because. I happen to like Leprechaun more than Leatherface, and that's—I'll that, admit well, that's I, a little. Well, weird. not really.
3: Come on. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, not. I mean, in a, in a kind of a funny way, right? Like, not like.
2: Yeah, no. Like, if you had to choose Leatherface or Leprechaun,
3: who would you choose? Uh, well, Leatherface, I think. Ah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, if you're if you're looking for a film to watch, you know, in a in a. In a party when people were drinking or doing stuff like that, you know, leprechaun might be a good choice. But uh, uh, yeah, and then and certainly, you know, and then I admit that the silly campy style of horror, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes that's you know, like some of the some of the Jason films get into that category. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't like Jason X, but uh, I thought it was I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, it was a middly, you know, it was, was kind of silly, but it had some it had some pretty funny bits, and uh, and I think they, you know, they're the design of you know Uber Jason, the robot Jason. Uh, you know, I don't know. It was so so. Had its pluses and minuses, but uh, the original Jason and Jason X is actually a really, really good Jason. Before he gets cyborged out, he's uh, he's one of the better uh, Jasons of the series, I think.
1: I will say this the, the thing, because I do enjoy the Jason X movie and I get yelled at all the time for it. With the robotic Jason, I, I always said, I'm glad I got to see it. You know, like, it, it's kind of cool that they made it a thing and it happened and. You know, it, it, I'd rather it be there than not. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they exist, but I can understand why some people, it, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it's, it's a little silly looking, I admit. <laughs> um, but that show, but that you know, that one does have. Uh, it's got the liquid nitrogen face smash, which is one of the top, right. you know, kind of kills of the series, I think, and it's got the sort of holodeck crystal lake, which is also a really amazing scene. Um, and it has David Cronenberg, a Canadian horror filmmaker getting murdered in the opening bit. So it had a lot of good good parts. It was
1: a good movie. That's why I mean. people don't people are mad that they like it. I think so that's the problem because it it had a lot of good stuff in it.
3: Yeah, I will say that Friday the thirteenth films are odd in that if you ask fans of the series what the best one is, you don't you rarely get any consensus. Um, yeah, I mean I've I don't know. And what would you what would you think the favorite what's your what's the best Friday the thirteenth? Uh
2: well, I'm, I'm old school, so I'm going to go with the original, of course. That's easy.
1: I would go with... I don't know. It's hard because you know why? I, I love the original films, but I kind of like Jason when he got more swampy, so...
3: Well, he sort of turned into a... Yeah, I mean, I think he, yeah, he turns into a zombie basically in part six.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But even in, like, when he, Jason takes Manhattan, like, yeah, he was still a guy, but you couldn't see really any skin. He was... Kind of morphing. I don't know. If I had to pick one to sit and watch, it'd probably be Jason Takes Manhattan, only because you know it, it was kind of a fun movie too.
3: Yeah, well, when he finally gets to New York, it's it's pretty good. I think <laughs> the jo- the joke about that one is that you know, for budgetary reasons, they spend half the movie on a boat right? uh, going to New York, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like it's, it's it's there's no consensus. It's not like Texas Chainsaw, where you know, uh, or for that matter, Halloween. Or yeah, uh, you know, if you ask fans like which is the best one, you're probably going to get most people saying, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. first one, right? For yeah. sure. Whereas with uh, with 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 Friday the Thirteenth, I mean, in the first one, Jason isn't even really in it. You know, it's Mrs. Voorhees who's the the killer, and you don't really get Jason in his hockey mask until part three.
1: It's weird. So. It was such a slow moving story. That like you kind of forget because the movies were so good without the iconic Jason that everybody knows, and they right. were still good even when he wasn't in it even when he was right. looked different like it's crazy
3: yeah it's it is odd I think I suspect a, a lot of them were so long ago you know to be honest that a lot of people today probably don't you know I haven't watched most of them they've and they've kind of just absorbed it by as you know whatever cultural osmosis mm-hmm. and so they think of him you know, Jason Guy in a hockey mask – You know, they don't necessarily really know or care much about the specifics of of the older films. They just kind of know this as kind of a legend, basically.
1: For sure, because I play um, the console version a lot of the Friday the 13th game. And, um, you know, there's microphone talk on there. And I run into, you know, they're younger kids, like 14, 15. Mm -hmm. They've never seen any of the movies.
3: Well, I mean, the last one came out like 10 years ago. And then, then it was 10 years Again, before that, when I think it was Jason versus Freddy was probably the last one.
1: Yeah, that was the last real movie, I think. Yeah,
3: yeah. The, the remake was in two thousand nine, but I don't, mm. I don't know how popular that was. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, they're they're very much kind of yeah. It's it, it, so it's interesting. It's things like the video game and just this just this kind of kind of cultural, you know, awareness of the, of Friday the Thirteenth more than people having seen the films. I think, which is odd. Because a lot of these things, these franchises have these big followings like Star Wars or, or the Marvel films. Yeah, that's not how that goes, right? People who are, who are Star Wars fans have seen all the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people who are you know, Marvel fans have seen all the Marvel films multiple times. So it is weird that Friday the 13th has this sort of wide awareness while the movies themselves are not, are not really, you know, people, very few people are watching them uh, religiously or, you know, to kind of pick up on stuff.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so, such a such a, a myth around him. He is Jason.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the other thing that uh, Derek Mears, the actor, had mentioned about uh, the fans of Friday the 13th is that they have a weird sympathy for Jason. They, they kind of like him and sympathize with him in a way that you don't really do so much with a lot of these other characters. Like, you know, pretty, you know he's kind of funny. as has one-liners, but he's, he's basically a child lot. And M- Michael Myers is, you know, he's... he's you know, he's like basically a cipher. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't really have a personality. Um, whereas Jason is kind of used, you know, deformed kid, you know, with a weird mum, you know, who gets you know, who drowns because his his you know his teachers or counselors were kind of screwing around instead of watching him. So he's got this sort of you know, sympathetic quality to him, you know, despite you know the fact that he's you know this remorseless killer. And I think a lot of I think a lot of the fans kind of sympathize with him as a sort of revenge of the underdog kind of thing.
1: It's something because man, it doesn't matter what he does, people love Jason.
3: Yeah, yeah it is. It is odd that he's got this weird. That, that sort of I mean, people joke about him being a mama's boy and all that. <laughs> um, and we and we do in the game, of course, have you know, the gag where his uh, Mrs. Head is you know, floating around and uh, giving you tips and stuff. Um, but that does kind of give him like it does kind of add this weird element of humanity that he has you know that you know despite being kind of a monster he you know he has this kind of relationship with his mom and it stays true to the movie yeah yeah it's kind of perverse obviously but it gives him some sort of humanity beyond just being this you know voiceless faceless killer
1: exactly Jason I can't thank you enough for coming on uh, we can't thank you enough for the pins that we're going to be announcing uh, on Twitter when this episode drops. We're going to be announcing the winners, so we have to thank you for that. That was great you sent that out. Oh, no problem. We're sure. That people are going nuts over that thing. Uh, de- people are DMing me, saying, oh, I hope I win with winky faces. I'm like, oh, no.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, they are, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're cute pins. They're def- definitely we noticed people People really like pins. They really want those. Um, so, yeah, good luck, good luck, whoever gets them. My
1: uh, my, my co-host that's um, out today, He's he actually, when I sent him the picture when they came in, he was like, oh, uh, you should have only tweeted two, we could have kept one. I was like, dude, come on, don't do that. Jason, let everybody know where they can uh, contact you guys, uh, Blue Wizard, all that stuff.
3: Uh, well, you can uh, we can find us at bluewizard.com, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Friday the 13th game is on... Uh, it's on Steam, on Android, and iOS, at uh, the usual kind of places you find games on mobile. Um, yeah, and like I say, hopefully, yeah, if, if people want to give it a shot, it's it's free to try, so you're not you're not uh, going to be able to anything to give it a, give it a chance. And uh, yeah, hope you like it.
1: Yeah, great, and yeah, definitely check it out. You're not going to be disappointed, and be, be prepared to get a little frustrated because it's a fun game, but it is a difficult game. So be, get ready for that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but you can always tap your mom for help. Just well, that doesn't sound uh, very good. Ooh, but, wow. <clears throat> uh, you tap on your mom's head, and she'll give you a hint if, you, if that. Yeah, that sounds better.
1: Yeah, that's a lot better.
3: <laughs> I've said that before, written, then realized afterwards that yeah, that yeah, it's it it does yeah doesn't sound good.
1: Hey. Uh, all
3: right. I hope everybody
1: enjoyed that, uh, that little tidbit. We are back. Um, Dismay is unfortunately still here.
0: Yep. But but hey, I'm back again. That's that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I knew you'd be here. Dismay, that's, I was hoping. That's good for something. Hello.
2: We actually had a lot of fun without Miranda this time.
0: Oh, Damn. Don't say that. Damn. <laughs> Dismay, you never have fun without me.
2: Shots fire. That's actually true. Miranda is my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, make a make a sound uh, effect out of that one. Miranda is my favorite, and just play it over and over. I,
1: I will. Play, I'll make an Easy. entire episode of that loot
0: <laughs> and I'll be like, tremendously grateful, and I'll just like love that. But oh
1: shit, I didn't mean to do that. Whoa! So, whoa! Whoa! whoa. So, <laughs> juice, <laughs> you meant to juice, do that? I know. I really didn't mean to do that. Oh god!
0: Oh. Got the juice, man. Is he here? Whoa!
1: Hello? Hello, do you want to play a game? It's giveaway time! Giveaway time! Oh! Yes. Here we go! Yes! So, Core Pocket, uh, do you want Hell, what's going to win?
0: Yay! Oh, going to win. A set of limited edition, ultra-exclusive Friday the 13th killer puzzle enamel pins. Wow. Oh. And then... And of course, you'll be getting a Slasher Radio sticker. And then. And and did I mention that the enamel pins, the little card that it comes with is going to be signed by the co-hosts of Slasher Radio. And then. And then what what else are you giving them? No, one then that's it. That's all you get. But I, I think, think that's this, pretty cool. What else want. do you want? What else do you want to give to our listeners? What else here? do you people want? <laughs> <laughs> they
1: want it all. They deserve it all. But we uh we have limited means over here that uh, the ends justify the means but yeah <laughs> so we do have uh, the giveaway three winners so uh corner pockets. you wanna announce the first one
0: oh. okay unfortunately we, we did get an entry here unfortunately um the at I had to disqualify one person from, from this giveaway I'm sorry cool. we uh, got an entry from at F13 killer puzzle
1: oh
0: <laughs> yeah I'm sorry guys you guys uh you guys can't win this time. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that that's not right. That's not right.
0: <laughs> oh, did I mention we're going to have three winners? Yeah, yeah. Three. Three. All right, one pocket. The first winner. Here she comes. Winner that used the uh, slasher radio hashtag that retweeted the glorious picture and followed all of us is at
1: Douglas. I win. Oh, Douglas. All right. Douglas. Dougie. Number one. That's the first winner. Dougie, our first Slasher Radio giveaway winner. So we're going to have to contact old Dougie Doug. All right. So, number number two. Why why do I got to be number two? Really? I I mean, uh, below there. the number two? Really? The Stephen? All right. Number two. The second winner is... At raven.net. At raven.net. Woo! Bring in the wood. Here we go. Bring in the wood, baby. All right. So there's one more. There's one more. And there's one more person who's also disqualified from this contest, and it's at dismay00. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: Because
0: your name's in there somewhere. All right. That, that's not fair. But uh, if... If just
1: if this may win If this if th- if 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 I hit this randomizer this might be the last episode of and Dismay's on it, I quit the show. Yeah.
0: Just uh yeah, in the middle of this we are picking our winners through a complete random picker. There is no personal bias involved. No. That way I can say clearly if Dismay Zero Zero wins I will quit. I the actually show. have a screen <laughs>
1: recorder going, so I'll put out the fucking the video of it <laughs> actually being legit and you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> crazy <quick to> <laughs> I'm thank this for that off the face of the earth. all right so here we go moment of truth the third winner of the three pins limited edition two slash arena stickers signed pin case is
0: at choco chip shookkie I hope I oh, it looks, like. Shukie.
1: Shukie. looks like a shookie looks like a thank God it was not dismay I should we should have just said Damn. the winner is not the smeg <laughs> Alright guys, congratulations. We're gonna be reaching out to you.
0: Congratulations. So
1: uh, you can expect that and uh yeah, yeah, Slasher Radio hooking you up. Thank you again to Woo-hoo! to Jason Kapala for sending us those. That was awesome. Um we appreciate it. This wouldn't be happening if he didn't do that, so um gotta, gotta thank him too. Uh yeah, so there you go. Alright, that's it for this week. That's it. I can't take dismay anymore. Congratulations to the winners. Congratulations
0: to the winners. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode, even though I wasn't on it. It's all good. All good in the hood. Next week on Slasher Radio, we have a very special interview. It's going to be a very special episode. Yeah. Hey, dismay, you want to? Uh, you want to tell them what's it about? Let me get a drum roll, please. Ah. Uh.
2: We've got John Kassir, who mm. is most famous for his role as the Crypt Keeper, Mm-mm-mm. and uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but he does say a few things in his voice, so you're going to want to be around for that. Ooh,
0: you heard it here first. John Kassir from Tales from the Crypt, among a million
1: other amazing things. We'd have some, We'd be here all day. Talking about everything. <laughs> I, honestly, like t- from Tiny Toons to Tales from the Crypt, and video games, and we'll look at it all that next week. But yeah, I, I honestly Tales from the Crypt was probably like my favorite show growing up, hands down. So this is that shows
0: like, huge. That show scarred me for life. One of the things that scarred me for life, Bones, being all the other one, all the other things.
1: Uh, Bobby's got a couple of them. I don't, don't want to take credit for all but of them.
0: Bob, Bobby happened pretty <laughs> late down the road you know he he waited till i was till i was up there to start doing things he, you you wasted no time
1: no you it had to happen <laughs> it had to happen but uh, yeah so next week do not miss next week be sure to subscribe now so you're pre-downloaded on whatever device you listen your shit on and yeah john k c next week that's fucking awesome i might i might listen to this one in in my bathtub in your bathtub next next week. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna listen to it in my bathtub, bubbles. <laughs> my my tablet in there, I, like play some soft music. Can light a candle or two.
2: I hope you drop it in the bathtub.
1: Wow. Well, my phone is waterproof, so you kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> Trying to bride of Chucky me, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yes. I can't believe the Bride of Chucky just got brought up on this podcast
1: oh, yet again. Uh, I love that movie. Mm, Pride of Chucky is my shit. Wait for it. You gotta wait for this one. Where the fuck did it go? (laughs) This is for dismay. You stupid bitch! You fucking slut! (laughs) Did (laughs) you fuck with me? I'm just kidding. That's not for dismay. That's (laughs) me. That's for you. Every week. Yeah. Fair enough. But Yeah. uh, yeah. So you can catch us on Twitter. We're on the tweeter, as I like to call it. I'm at Mikey Bones. You know what? 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 What? This is the fucking episode. I'm debuting my new Twitter handle. Tonight? That's, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking do it. I had another account, and I took the Twitter handle so nobody else could take it. And you guys have been giving me shit. Dismay, Eric, and fucking Corner Pocket a little bit, too. Corner Pocket. Asshole. So, you guys have been giving me crap for the four Zs. It's over. No more. No more. Is it. Is it guess, can dad, I guess dad. what it is? Never gonna guess. Is it Choco Chip no. Shooky? No, it's not Choco Chip <laughs> Shooky. Although, I'm upset it's taken. Not gonna lie. So, um, you can find me on Twitter. Hold on. This is, this is too fucking boring. Oh my god. You can this find is, me. This is unbelievable here. On Twitter. At. Mikey's Dead. Yeah. How do you like that?
2: Oh, oh that's. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. That's Go pretty good. Easy. Like, you. that's not creative at all. It's I easy. mean, it's better than
0: saying Mikey Bones with four Zs. What's not creative?
2: Time. No, it's not because the, the four Zs make sense, because he's always putting both to sleep on the podcast. Can you so. change the
0: Twitter handle to Mikey's Asleep? <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking
1: sick and tired of both of you.
2: Oh my god, that was so good. Ruined,
1: I just, I I announced this was addressing the state right now.
0: I'm I'm very proud of you that you, (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm very proud of you for figuring out that you can make another Twitter.
1: I knew I could, I just couldn't think of a good enough name.
0: And now I get a good
1: enough name. It's it's awesome. And you guys shit all over it. That's what we do here
0: at Slash Radio. The fuck? What we do? Hey, not yeah, what no. we do. You know what? Wait, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Oh my god! I need to help.
1: You need my help now. I need to help. Should I do Mikey S dead or Z dead? Because I I haven't quite figured it out. What should I do. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta give these people an
2: answer.
1: Mikey I, I, I S or I-Z? I, I, uh, no, M I K E Y S or Z dead.
2: Um, neither.
1: <laughs> I knew she You're was an gonna say an asshole.
0: <laughs> I um I want to say the S because it sounds like Mikey's dead. But if there was the Z in there, it could go it, it keep the S. Keep the. S. But the Z's
1: like my thing.
0: I know, but the is your thing. But then you have to say Mikey's dead with the Z, and I don't like that.
2: But then you'd have to say it with an S too, because I mean you'd have to spell it out. Yeah,
1: for some folks. My- you know. I can just say you can do it with a Z. Mikey's, with a Z. you know what? Mikey's dead with a Z. Boom, done. One Z. Suck my dick. I get the Twitter. Suck handle? my balls. One Z. I got whoa, my one whoa, Z. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I got my one Z.
0: Can I say? Uh, excuse me. Can I say? Um, can I create the Twitter? Mikey's dead with a Z, like with a Z spelled
1: out. I would punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I'm creating that Twitter right Dude, now. I will fucking drive to your house. Oh, it was eleven okay. o'clock at night.
2: Man, you set this up like you had some like awesome.
1: Like, you already handled. have
2: a hundred
0: followers. This tweet is.
1: Well, I'm I just gonna. I'm you. gonna change. I'm gonna change my my thing. I'm not gonna make a new okay. tweet. I'm just gonna change my handle. Okay.
0: Okay. So you. Well, you can bring. Oh, you're gonna bring it over. Yeah. Right. I see what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck all y'all. Right. I'm gonna change my handle. to Mikey's asleep. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. That's fine. But uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm doing it, doing it, doing it. it? (laughs) That
2: one you think is better than the one you have? Yes, much better. I don't think so.
1: Well, you're just mad I got my one Z. Ah, dude, did you really make that Twitter? (laughs) Dude, fucking change it right now. Wait, somebody has it? Do I really have to
0: use the S? No, I didn't make any Twitter. Oh. It, it wasn't me. I'm not that fast. Relax. Well,
1: dude, it I, I was available. Hold on. What was? When I ch- was trying on the other day. Oh,
0: Mikey's asleep. Mikey's dead is a Twitter. I just searched it with the S.
1: Yeah, no, with the Z. Yeah, the S I made. Did they really take it with the fucking Z? Wow. Well, they took it? This old motherfucker? Wow.
2: So this whole argument that we had with you...
0: No, no, I just have to Mikey's use the
1: effect. S. I have to change it to the S. Well, well now it's
2: right. too close to that guy. Oh, fuck him. But there's a, a good chance they could type in the wrong one. So go ahead and give, no, I'm give your it I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it
1: anyway. Mikey's dead mm-hmm. with an S. M-I-K-E-Y-S dead. B-E-A-D. Mikey's dead at Twitter. On Twitter. Whatever.
2: I like the fact that it involves you and death. So, okay
0: all right are we are we yeah, going, to... Pocket,
1: we're going to find you get me away from this woman.
0: all right we go... hey 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 calm down now <laughs> what hold on please just calm down you can follow me at mike mirando and you can follow the podcast at slasher radio and uh dismay where can they follow you because you've been here
2: dismay zero zero yeah.
0: And you can follow the owl. <laughs> that was perfect. You can follow the owl at Bobby Spitzer with two R's. Bobby
1: Spitzer with two cheeks, baby. Like said, you can find him in your mama's kitchen making pancakes. <laughs>
0: making <a> pancakes. <laughs> you can find the podcast at slasherradio.com. You can email us at slasherradio at gmail.com. And at hosts at slasherradio.com. Dot com, and I just this is brand new, hot off the press right now. If you have any hate mail that you want to, if you want that you want to send, if you have anything negative that you would like to say about maybe Mikey Bones over here, or you know yeah, anything that he wants to that. say, you can tweet at Mikey's Asleep.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna follow that
0: at. M-I-K-E-Y-Z. I got the Z in there. Asleep. So now it doesn't matter, because you kind
1: of, like, changed it. So now you gotta do it over I again.
0: Mikey's asleep. No, I got the Z.
1: You wanted the Z. But, but I don't know. have the Z, so now you're like...
0: No, it's Mikey's asleep. It's but real. I'm gonna have it's the S. Joke. That doesn't matter. This is the hate account.
1: And This
0: is where everybody's gonna go. If grow, I see that I'm gonna... old
1: bastard's followers go up, I'm gonna tweet him something raunchy.
0: Then I'm gonna have to change this. Him? I might be able to get his
1: Twitter handle. All
0: right. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to change this. I'm gonna leave this here anyway. I'm gonna have you want two hate mail accounts. I'll get it. Yeah. Job. No.
1: I, I. I. don't mind the hate mail. Are we
2: right? gonna have to make another bet about that new Twitter handle? I think I can oh, yeah, get this one.
1: Do. <laughs> when was the? La- all, right, all right. This is a
0: conversation for the after show here. This uh, is not for no. now. This is. This is some stuff that we're gonna be working on within the week here. This is ongoing development. That's right.
1: But uh yeah, so uh, oh just did you you said that Dismay, anything else you want to shout out? Shout out Corey again.
2: Yeah, my partner in crime, Cardiac at Cardiac Music.
1: Yeah, cardiacmusic.com too. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, go get you some. Uh alright, that's it guys. I hope you had fun. Congratulations again to all the winners. And um yeah. Good night. Slash your radio. You know, in, in our real life, everybody right. knew. We told everybody, so a- people knew. Just as far as the show goes, no, nobody knows. We've we hinted here and there, little tiny hints, and
2: nobody's asked.
1: People so people have asked. We just never told them. Yeah, I
2: would maybe keep that <laughs> keep that one under wraps.
1: That, that story was fucking funny. And when we got home from that shift, it was a twelve-hour shift. Uh, midnight to noon, or eleven to eleven, whatever it was. So um, we we go back to our pla- to me and Bobby's place, and we're you know we're like dumb tired now. Like we're so tired, we're up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mid afternoon. We close all the blinds, so it feels like nighttime. We put on a movie, like we're just sitting there It's dark. Bobby's in the kitchen, which is like if you're walking out of our our kitchen at the time, our living room, you're in it and there's mm-hmm. a couch, you're facing, like, you're walking towards the back of the couch, so Stevie's back was st- to the kitchen, and Bobby mm-hmm. comes out of the kitchen, and he's, like, leaning up against the wall, which is maybe a foot from Stevie, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, he start, I hear this thing, I hear banging. Oh, no, I don't want to
2: know. He's like, I don't want to know.
1: Yeah, Stevie, and Stevie, no, I don't fucking dying, because I see him fucking, hips and all, swinging his dick at the wall. No. So, yeah, and Stevie, like, he, this is only the second time he's done it to him at this point, so it's still kind of funny to him. He <laughs> like, he hated it after, like, the fourth time he was done, but it was still funny. So he's, like, sitting there smirking, half mad, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then this and that going on, on and, on and on, and the whole time thump, 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 thump. Mm. <laughs> the whole fucking time. the whole argument.
2: <laughs> That's terrible. That poor guy.
1: And every now and then <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, the. <would
2: go>, <laughs>
1: so
2: you need a oh, next time you have him on the show. You guys need to go over that together, though. So
1: no, that'll be bad. Oh, Bobby? No, Bobby would do. Yeah, Stevie but... would never. No, not Stevie. Bobby. He'd get fucking pissed.
2: Stevie would. Are you gonna have Stevie on there again?
1: Oh, God. You heard how he shit ass? (laughs) Twice? (laughs) That second one, holy God.
2: Well, that doesn't affect us, that just affects you, so
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah, we fucking... Oh, my God. And, And he doesn't just, like, fart or lift his leg and fart. He actually, we were we were sitting on a bed, like we had it like all kinds of fucked up rigged for three three people to record. So he's we're laying on the bed, we're sitting on the bed rather, talking to one microphone because we never recorded with three people in the same spot before. <coughs> so Stevie lays back on the bed between us, lays back. So now pretty much we're sitting next to his asshole. Lifts his legs and grabs his feet. Mm-mm. To hold, no. to hold himself in that fucking perfect, like shit in your face position.
2: You deserved it.
1: And Sorry. and I had to stop Bobby mid-sentence. I'm like, wait a minute, man. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And he, oh, four parter. <laughs> I could taste it. Oh,
2: <laughs> you can still taste it.
1: Dear God.
2: I like him. He's crazy though.
1: Poor pocket ran across the room because I was trapped. Corner Pocket could run away. Like I was in the corner. I was trapped. And Corner Pocket ran to the other side of the room and he was standing there and like <laughs> two three minutes later he smelled it. Like I'm, I'm getting over it and all of a sudden, oh my god I'm travelled
2: <laughs> Oh my god. How small is the room that you record in?
1: Not very big. That, that day, not very big.
2: Especially with three people.
1: Yeah, three dudes at that. Oh, he's
2: ready.
1: Hold on. Okay. Hello? pocket. Hi. I just got done telling the owl
0: story. Oh god, hold on. I do not have my, <laughs> my headphones in. My mom is here. She can oh, hear you. Oh, hey, hey. Hi. Oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, you guys are safe. She can't hear you.
1: Cockball, shit, ass, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what story he was talking about, so I had to mute this real quick. But yeah, I told her. I told her the owl story. Which one? The it first half. <laughs> Which one? The first and the second. Like the very first. The owl very one, or first or like fucking owl. Radio and album. I didn't even have me telling the story of the first one recorded. Can you believe that? That's good. That's not good. That was it was fucking. Hyster- I'm never telling that story again.
0: I know. It's, is it, isn't it sad that I wasn't even there for those times, but these stories are ingrained in my head.
1: Yeah, fucking dick mm. on the shoulder. Well,
2: I mean, I, I have, have my own. In my head now too.
0: I have my own owling stories, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, he got it. He got he got owled right in, right out of the fucking car. I was in the car. I literally yeah. couldn't go anywhere. He got he was in the front seat and he thought he was going to pull big dick Willie and make Bobby sit in the back. Bobby <laughs> got out, got out of the fucking the the apartment building. Walked, uh, walked across the curb, around the car, pulled it, opened the door, pulled his dick out. Instant. It was almost like we were getting robbed with a dick. Instant. As the door opened, the dick came out. And he ran at corner Pocket. He was like, get out of the car. He ran at him and then backed up. Get out of the car. What are you doing? Get
0: back there. Meanwhile, he's in the middle of a street. Little there's shit. a restaurant across the street. Broad daylight. There's like people walking around. Broad daylight. Like If there are people sitting outside, eating outside this restaurant, they could have seen
1: and him. And then chased him. To the back door. And like, you know how when you open the back door, if you're going towards it, you got to move back a little, let the door go back. Chase (laughs) them around the door and into the fucking car. (laughs) And then then walk, I don't know why he waited, but he walked back to the front door, which is still open. Yeah. Back to the front door. And as he's getting in, he waited until he was getting in the car to start putting his dick away. I was like, dude, why did you fucking put it away when you got in the car?
2: There's too many stories about this um I don't know.
1: This <laughs> He's not shy. If he couldn't get banned from Twitter, he would have tweeted a
0: full blown fucking dick pic by now. Don't My we're... sister was afraid to go into their shared apartment. Oh, I
2: believe it. Because
0: yeah. because he she didn't know if if he was gonna
1: walk in and he was gonna have it out. You never know. And he would you know what he would do to fuck with her? <laughs> we'd we'd be hanging out there and She'd be, like, in her room, whatever, or, like, you know, he would leave the room for a second and come back, and he would jump in with his hand on his belt just to fuck with her. And she never knew if one day he may just do it.
0: Give me one second, and I'll hit record, and then we'll get this done.
1: Ah, I can sound effect dismay. Oh, no. What do you
2: think of that? too long.
0: <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. My entire computer just shut down.
1: Oh my god. That's, That's not, not good.
0: effects going? Yeah. It said Windows stopped responding, not yeah. Firefox. <laughs> Man the meat what a beautiful pussy you are
1: <laughs> meat and potatoes